everyone. Welcome to Strong Mind, Strong Body. I'm your host, Angie Miller, and I think today's a good day to talk about presence. Being fully present in the moment, being confident, and showing up as our best self so that we can invite others to do the same. So we're going to talk about presence and performance in coaching and how that translates to life skills overall. So I have a good friend today. His name is Dan White. Dan is a former NASM educator turned Hollywood star and stand-up comedian. Every time I see Dan on social media, I'm like, Dan, what don't you do? But I've known Dan for a long time. I think I first met him in an Uber. We were on our way to an NASM master instructor training, and uh, we both were educators for AFA and did some work for AFA and also do some work for NASM. So Dan, I'm going to bring you in, have you introduce yourself, and then we're going to give everyone a lay of the land of what we're going to talk about. How you doing? I am great, Angie. How are you? I'm doing good. Do you remember our Uber ride on the way to the instructor meeting? I do. I do. I do. Uh, yeah, we, 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 talk, we talked about teaching and NASM and, and good things. Where, where was that? Was that in Phoenix? That was in Phoenix. Yeah, yes. that's right. Absolutely. So Dan, you know, I feel like you took your ability to be present with your clients and your performance abilities and you took it to the big stage. And I feel like that when we're talking about presence, I think about um, being confident as a coach, but also, um, you know, talking about performance abilities, like I said, showing up and inviting other people into a safe space where they can explore the best of them. And you created this, this personal brand, you know, you went from one-on-one -on -one training to, uh, out to California to the big stage. And I feel like you always use fitness as kind of the foundation of your success. And I just kind of want to talk about with you today, explore how presence and performance is transferable because I do feel like fitness people in general, mm -hmm. we are the ultimate side hustle people, right? I feel like we invented side hustles before the millennials ever invented side hustle. You talk to any fitness or wellness coach mm -hmm. out there and they all do a variety of things. Don't you think? I agree. I agree. Uh, it's cer certainly, um, I mean, you know, as, as performers and actors in, in LA, I mean, we, we often have to have, we often, you know, do many things to uh, sustain in between. So this, but I mean, ha having trained and having um, been a martial artist my whole life, it kind of fit in. So it wasn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even, we even called it a side hustle as much as a dual passion, if that makes sense. Um, this was, you know, I spent my, spent my childhood, um, as a martial artist and I played football in college and in high school. Um, so it was a natural progression to move into the personal training space um, once I got out here. So I was, I was actually studying um, to get my, my MFA at CalArts studying theater, as well as getting certified and starting to work with, pers with my personal training clients. And I certainly found overlap in between uh, from a performance standpoint, um, just in terms of being authentic, connecting, uh, caring, having passion, about um, whatever subject to play or film or what have you was on, as well as my client and whatever their personal needs were. Yeah, I like that it's a dual passion. 
And, and I like that because you, you were not only able to explore what you were passionate about, but to your point, you're able to help other people explore what they're passionate about. Mm -hmm. And I feel like passionate people do that, right? We invite other people to, um, we have this energy about us that, but that brings out other people's positive energy. So, um, so you started out as, you know, martial arts, you moved into personal training, what inspired you to go to Hollywood, move into acting? I know you said you were originally kind of studying that. So was that always your dream or was your dream fitness or they kind of blended together? Well, they, they certainly blended together. But I mean, I wanted to be an actor since I was a small child. And I mean, my first acting job was when I was 12. I did a, a TV show on the Christian broadcast network called Big Brother Jake. Uh, that was based on the life of comedian uh, Jake Steinfeld. Uh, he came back to work with kids as a personal trainer, um, as, as an athletic trainer for baseball, ironically. So it's, it's I, you know, until right now, I really never made that connection. That's so funny um, that my first acting job was also was about someone working in in the fitness and health and wellness space. Um, but yeah, that was so I've been acting since I was a kid. Um, I've always wanted to do that. But I've also always wanted to be a martial artist since I was a kid. And um you know that turned into the health and wellness space um just as i as i got older um a lot of i saw you know i once i, I played football at william and mary in williamsburg and i really got a chance to uh, see what the athletic trainers were doing and the, the strength conditioning trainers were doing and um that was a really i you know i, I found that to be really interesting um i got into the I, you know got an interest for the science behind the work um, and that really gave me some joy there. In addition to, uh, I think one of the inspirations for my being, being um, walking into the personal training and health and wellness space was when I was teaching at Jackson State University um, in 2001. I had a student who was in my summer school session and um, she was, I want to say 5'1 and maybe 300 pounds. And she didn't, she had, she lacked the mobility to bend her knees completely and she would always fall. And um, she ended up dying of a heart attack a year later. Um, and it was really, I mean, and she was, she was brilliant and she was really funny and talented and everything. And so I really was um, moved by, her name was Tommy. And um, I was really moved by working with Tommy and, wanting to to help people um, through the obesity space as well. Um, so a, a number of things inspired me to want to help others um, in this health and wellness space. Yeah. And I do feel like, like Jane, and I and I am sorry to hear that story. And it is I feel like a lot of us have these stories of they made such an impact on us that it made us realize the journey that we needed to take. And I do feel like you're right. It's dual passions because so many times Journeys that seem separate have so many correlations between them, or you meet somebody in that space, like in the acting space, and you realize the relevance of, of health and wellness, mm -hmm. along with the work that you do as an actor, and you can find ways to bridge those. So speaking of that, speaking of bridging, mm -hmm. um, you know, we've talked about, you know, being present with our clients and, and 
I feel like being a comedian and being an actor, but also being a coach, all three of those require that we be fully, fully present in the moment. I feel like we can't be distracted. I'm not a comedian and I'm not an actress, but I can only imagine that in order to remember your lines and really um, inhabit the part, you have to be present. And it's the same way when we're working with people. Um, you know, we have to kind of show up in the moment. And I think one of the things that, my only experience, if you will, with, with any form of acting was I took an improv class last year and I had this aha moment because improv taught you to be so fully present mm -hmm. and to be so in the moment and to be the best listener. And the whole time that I'm going through this, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, everyone should take improv. Mm -hmm. Every trainer, every coach should take improv. So now I have to know. Do you have improv training? I do. I do. Um, the, the, the yes, the yes and uh, cornerstone of improv certainly can be, um, you know, certainly be, can be connected into our, our world as trainers, because oftentimes we'll find, you know, someone may have a want that is not necessarily uh, correlating with their immediate need. Um, you know, for, for example, the, the client that we always hear about that wants abs right now, but needs to change their diet and needs to improve their posture and maybe correct some bony, uh, I mean, rather some muscle uh, imbalances before they focus on, um, you know, cutting body fat, for example. So I, I think that, you know, with the yes and of improv, it's like, okay, yes, we'll handle this and we will take care of that as well. So I, I think that that's, um, that, that's how they can directly relate. Um, and also, the, I think it's also key. I mean, you always heard about how hard Muhammad Ali trained, but you always saw videos of him joking around and having fun. And I think that that's something also, um, as we work and we train, we also keep that in mind as well, that, um, you know, this we should enjoy the process. We should have a good time. Um, so I think that both of those, both of those definitely relate improv into uh, personal training as well. Yeah. Well, the yes and for those who've never taken improv, it is about you never give rebuttal, so to speak. If Dan says something, I say yes and, and then it's always being in the moment and being able to have a response to what Dan was saying that can't be so off the cuff or so out, out like an outlier of anything that was outside of where he was already going. And there's also a type of therapy where you're never allowed to say, but it is um, you're doing good. And I'm wondering if we try this, if you could be doing even better, because Bud is almost like a, a like you're disqualifying where oh, someone is stop, or how they're yeah. feeling. Right. So mm -hmm. the the and is so important and being in the moment is so important. So I mm -hmm. like that. So, Dan, I want to reintroduce you. I'm talking to Dan White, and he is a former NASM educator turned Hollywood star and comedian. And I'm Angie Miller. This is Strong Mind, Strong Body. And we're talking about this kind of beautiful marriage between acting and and translating our skills as fitness people and what we can do and how we can show up better in the world because of what we do in working with our clients mm -hmm. so dan um what other ways do you think being present as a coach kind of translated to all your success in acting and in in stand-up comedy uh well being present as a coach, well, let, let's let's talk about that. What is what does that mean? What are, what are you if you're being present as a coach? What are you doing? So that's going to mean you're 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 listening, um, not only 
for verbal communication, but also for nonverbal communication. Um, and you are um, constantly monitoring and reassessing as needed to best suit the need of your client or your audience, right? So it could be if I'm if I'm if I'm asking if I'm if I'm talking to a client, you know, if we're in a behavior modification space, for example, and um, you know, I'm, I'm asking I'm asking them about their habits, and um, they are you know they may look away or they may move back or they may take a pregnant pause or what have you. Those are all in like those are all indicators of the fact that they might not be ready to talk about that right now. So I might need a different approach um, in order to get to um, what the information that I need so I can be there for them the best that I can. Um, it's interesting in, in, in acting. They, they talk about we, what we talk about. Um, we have, you know, everybody wants something in a scene. So sometimes it's a negotiation. Um, sometimes it's it's a, a fight or, you know, they, they say the three ways you you communicate in acting, fight, negotiation, negotiation, seduction and seduction. Typically, you know, we think of it in a romantic sense, but seduction it just means getting someone to relax and, you know, perhaps agree or look at things your way or be more open to um, your discussion and everything there. So I think that those are ways as just as, as an acting partner, if, if I'm, I'm giving, I'm listening, um, I want for both of us to win. That's a direct, there's a direct correlation between that and the way I'm working with my clients. Right. Um, and as far as, as far as the, um, on the comic, on the comedy side, I mean, that's pretty straightforward. I mean, are people laughing or not? <laughs> are they smiling or not? Are they, um, you know, are, are your jokes landing or are they not? I mean, that's pretty straightforward. So I think that, um, I think that it, it's really uh, a matter of in, in, in all three areas. I mean, it's about listening. It's about giving. Um, and it's about, you know, finding, you know, finding common ground um, and serving your client. If I'm here to if I'm if I'm, you know, performing, I'm storytelling, I'm sharing. It's cathartic in some senses with acting. Sometimes I'm making people laugh. People come there because they need something. People come to the gym because they need uh, lifestyle change. They need um, some type of release. They need to improve. Um, you know, they need to improve their 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 you know physical situations. You know, their doctor said, "Hey, you need to lose weight. Hey, you, you need to lower your cholesterol. You need to decrease your blood pressure." So, I mean, everyone has a need, and we're here to fulfill it in one way, shape, or form. Right. Well, I like that because you're right. It, it's about kind of breaking down what is it to be present and mm -hmm. listening is such a powerful skill and it's it's a transferable skill. I think that the better listener we are with our clients, the better listener we are as a partner, as as a person who works for a team or a company. Mm -hmm. We just listening is such a powerful tool to make us successful in everything. And it, it invites people into our space and it makes them feel safe, like they can trust us. But also to your point about just kind of finding common ground and being able to reevaluate and change our tactic in the moment. I think the best coaches and trainers are the ones who are able to, to your point, hear somebody say something, but also watch their body language and be like, whoa, I went too far too fast, or I can tell I just made them uncomfortable. And some mm -hmm. people who aren't really grounded in their emotional intelligence might just keep plowing forward. 
But if you have these skills and you're fully present, you're you're picking up what they're putting down. Right. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, from in in in, in my group X classes, um, I would do I would try to uh, help my clients physically if it's if it's stabilizing them or, you know, um, helping them with their alignment and everything like that. I mean, the first first question is, are you OK with me moving you around, which is a way of saying, you know, can I come into physical contact with you? And if they're not responding in a positive way immediately, if they're giving any slight variation of that negative communication, then the answer is no. And you you adjust. I mean, that was a, that was a big thing. Um, in my years of teaching group X as well. Okay. I like that. I think that that is, you know, so much of, it's funny because a lot of times I tell trainers, teaching group X will teach trainers a lot and trainers can learn or, you know, vice versa. Um, Group X people can learn a lot from trainers. So I think that's very good. So, you know, Dan, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. What about performance? Because I know in group fitness, we talk a lot about performance mm-hmm. and, and being able to have all this energy. And in a way you are performing because you're making other people want to perform and other people mm-hmm. have high energy, but how does performance tie in? Cause don't you think trainers are kind of into the art of performance as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we can, we can talk about that from a couple of different um, angles. One, um, uh, turning, you know, turning it on, having the energy, getting people engaged, excited and motivated. I mean, that, that certainly is, that certainly is a, a performance skill in and of itself. Um, you know, the, the, the charisma being excited, be, smiling, um, looking excited, you know, having, bringing, bringing us, there, there's a, a presence that you bring to a group X floor, like you're saying, that will get people engaged and make them more likely to want to um, dive right in, right? So there, there's that. Um, and also, um, from a performance standpoint, there is all of the physical work that goes into it. I mean, if you're if you're teaching Group X, uh, you should be doing everything that you're teaching as well, so that you're able to properly demonstrate, so that you have the stamina to maintain that energy level and be of service to your um, to your clients throughout the class. So there's also that as well, right? You want to make sure that you're not huffing and puffing and look like you're about to pass out <laughs> um, with that. So, I mean, so you're, you're making, so, so you're practicing, right? So if I'm on stage and I'm performing Shakespeare, for example, and I have a, you know, long soliloquy, well, I better have been on my cardio so that I have the wind to be able to hit the back row and be able to communicate and people hear me and me not run out of breath three times while I'm talking. You know what I mean? Um, So, I mean, the things that we work on, um, if we're running, what are we working on? We're working on our breathing, working on our pace. Um, You know, from a performance standpoint, these are things we have to consider as well. If we're doing group X, we have to consider that as well. I'm like, okay, I know that we're going to be doing, you know, 60 seconds of um, some type of hit training. So let me stand over here while and and work on this one client while I am catching my breath or what have you, if I'm going to do it, or if I'm going to only do it for 15 seconds and instruct the other 45 uh, seconds of that minute. So, I mean, I think, so I, I think that there's uh, the performance aspect in terms of how we present ourselves, um, the energy that we give on, on, on stage, or if we're teaching on Zoom, on camera, 
And there's also the nuts and bolts performance of being able to do the exercises, uh, make sure we don't injure ourselves, make sure that we don't look like we're tired and so forth. And, you know, we lead by example. So they need to see us excelling at what we're teaching them. Right. Well, and I also think, I think that what you said is perfect because performance is so much about it. it, Performance and presence are so tied in because Mm -hmm. when you walk into a space, it's how much are you inhabiting that space and how much are you commanding presence? Mm -hmm. And I think that that matters because people pay attention to people who seem to walk in and be able to inhabit that space and have the confidence and have the, the ability to kind of show up as a person that they would want to listen to. Um, They have that, I guess what I would call charisma. I mean, there are just certain people, certain trainers, certain instructors, certain actors who have that charisma. But at the end of the day, you have to kind of believe in yourself when you walk into that space to encourage other people to believe in you when you walk into that space. And, 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 uh, and charisma, just by definition, is the ability to make to inspire others, to make other people want to do or take action. Um, and so what happens, uh, wh- where does that come from? Where does that confidence come from? It comes from being prepared. It comes from um, having a, a, a strong command of the knowledge of the topic that you're discussing or instructing. Um, and it comes from the fact that you look like you lead, you're leading by example, like you're saying. So I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. So, you know, when you think about all your work in fitness and Mm -hmm. then mixed with your work as a comedian, mixed with your work in acting, um, when you think about, you know, presence and performance and and how it's helped you, are there any other ways that you think? Because I think a lot of fitness pros, like we said in the beginning, they are by nature, uh, they have a lot of side hustles. But like we Mm -hmm. said, it's it's a journey of having a lot of passions but it can sometimes be hard to find balance or to navigate all that and say, okay, how can I keep my passion and my love for fitness, keep clients, but also move into other territories where I know I would be really, really good. How have you found the ability to do that, to kind of find balance and create this multi-brand influence and hold it all together? Oh, uh, well, I think, um, I, I think there's there, there's so much overlap. There's, there's just this a tremendous amount of overlap um, with fitness, with training, teaching group X, um, and performing. Um, I, I think that you know, w- w- especially in stand up, um, it's really it's important to make people feel like you're talking to them one on one, right? Um, so they're relatable. So they're rela- So you're more relatable. And I, I find that to be the same in, in group X. I try to make it feel my group X classes feel like a one-on-one personal training session as much as possible so that I can connect with, uh, as many people individually as I can. Um, so I, I think that those, I, I mean, I, I, I see another correlation there. Um, and, and as far as specifically you're asking, how does one, how how does one dovetail these things all together and keep them together? And I think that um, you know, the the stage requires a, a lot. The stage requires fitness. The stage requires stamina, endurance, um, and these are the things that we work on in the gym. And what better way to maintain that but to share it with others? So I, I think that um, you know, as as I am as I am performing and you know doing staying on top of my game the best i can 
I think a large, a great way to do that is by helping others as well. So that's why, you know, to, to you, you get the gift and you give it away and that keeps it, there's a synergistic nature with that uh, because it makes you continue to learn, keeps you abreast of what's going on, the latest things that are going on, the latest information, and you're sharing that with others. So it, it, it just continues to work. And the other thing too, um, a lot of the people, I mean, I live in Los Angeles, right? So a lot of people that I train are also in entertainment. So I, I've worked with, I, I can't tell you how many people I've worked at the gym with and also been on set with. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I love what you said, get the gift and give it away. Mm -hmm. And I do think that I, I remember years ago, a coach telling me that it would be a disservice to have a gift and not share it with the world. And so getting the gift and giving it away is inspiring other people to share their gifts. But I also think that that's a great, um, a great kind of advice for trainers and instructors is if you're trying to figure out how to bridge what you do in fitness with what you do in other spaces is you just said it perfectly train then the people that you work with in other spaces. So if you work in a corporate setting and you know what people in a corporate setting suffer from the most, then you can take your training tools and help those people. You, your passion was always acting and comedy. So now it makes sense that you're training actors and comedians. And so I think that that's a good synergy is take your space. If, if fitness is your quote side hustle, Take what you do in other spaces and bridge that gap by helping those people. I like that a lot. And I think that that seems to be how you found your success because it sounds like you're still training people, right? Yeah, I still work with people. Mm -hmm. What's that? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. All right. So I got to know, when you're on the stage in comedy, do you use some of the stories from your fitness experiences? Mm, not really. Not really, because <laughs> people who come, uh, you know, some, some, yeah, not really, not really. I, when I'm teaching, sometimes I will talk about some of the clients that I train. I will do that. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't do too much overlap on stage with that. Okay. So here's my, here's my, here's another question for you. Okay. When you, um, when you're on stage as an actor or comedian, has there mm -hmm. ever been a moment where you thought, oh my gosh, um, you know, where you really, really felt the correlation other than the presence and the performance aspect where you were like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad that I have this background in fitness. Or maybe when you were in fitness and you're like, I'm so glad I have this background in acting. Has there ever been that kind of aha moment? Like this totally makes sense. Sure. Sure. I, again, again, it, when you're doing Shakespeare and you have, um, you're able to breathe. <laughs> I'm able, I'm able to, I'm, I'm wielding a sword around uh, and, 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 and talking and, and fighting and, and doing all these things. Of course, I'm thrilled that I have the fitness background that I do and that I have the, um, you know, I, I boxed for many years too, uh, over 20 years to be exact. Um, so I, I'm very, I'm very happy with that. And there's, there's a presence that comes from just the posture and everything there that we get from being in alignment and being still and those things. I mean, that, those are, those are very, very important. Um, and on the flip side, um, you know, there've been workshops where they're, you know, taught a hundred, 150 people. Um, so the public speaking skills from performing um, certainly are, are key there. And, and, and the other thing too is, you know, we're, we're delivering, we're delivering, um, 
what can be sometimes not the most exciting information in the world. So having um, having that having having you know a little comedy, um, having a little engagement, um, you know, those types of performance aspects can keep it more alive. Like I, I would, you know, I would often use, you know, I, I, there, there have been times where I've played a, a comedic bit. There was a, a would, I'm lecturing on nutrition and there was a comedian that had this, this classic bit about chocolate cake. And we're talking about continental breakfasts and chocolate cake being almost the same thing. So I, you know, using those, using like those performance aspects certainly make our information that we're delivering more engaging at times, which can make it therefore easier to retain. So that's what we look at, if they make sense. Yeah, 100%. Well, and my synergy has always been that bridge between fitness and mental health. And mm -hmm. so many times throughout the day when I'm listening to clients, I'm glad that I have that experience in movement and that I have that education and awareness about how moving the body helps us with mental well-being. Mm -hmm. And so I can only imagine for you, again, there's such a high correlation. And I think for all trainers and coaches out there, I think that using what we um, have at our core, using mm -hmm. the things that excite us and give us passion and bringing those things into the work we do with our clients is what resonates with people. And, and also some of my favorite kind of takeaways that you said was, you know, getting the gift and giving it away, kind of sharing what you know and sharing with other people and just being able to listen and be so in the moment that you can reassess and change gears if need be based on where people are. And so is there anything else, Dan, that you kind of want to share with us um, before you go about your journey in acting and in fitness? Um, well, I'm, I'm really thankful. I'm really thankful for both. I'm so happy that uh, we've had the opportunity. I'm, I'm so happy that I've had the opportunity uh, to teach to train and to um, you know bring joy to people's lives, whether it's through um, you know their their lifestyle, their way of moving, um, their ability to do things, and um, just as far just just being able to bring joy to people as far as laughter and as far as storytelling and those things. Yeah, I do think that laughter goes a long way. I feel like um, I've never been a stand-up comedian, but I do feel like that is my favorite thing is just to share funny, random incidents about my own life or experiences that I've had and share those so that I bring a level of, we don't have to be so serious about this. Right. We can still have fun. And, and sometimes our best stories are the ones from our own personal experience. So just getting real with people and letting them know that our lives aren't perfect and we don't have all the answers. We just come and we show up and we hope to help them find some answers and some clarity. So um, Dan White, I'm so glad you joined me. I just saw Dan in Los Angeles in his backyard when I was at Ideal World. And uh, we got to have some good conversation. Dan made time for us. Let's see, it was me and Rick Ritchie and you and some other people on the app and NAS Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so re I really appreciate you joining us, Dan. Is there a way that people can get a hold of you if they want to reach out to you? Absolutely. Um, they can reach me on Instagram, and that is uh, at that Dan White, at that Dan White on Instagram. And they can also email me at dwhite1117 at me.com. 
All right. So Dan, thanks so much for coming on. Thanks to all of our NASM listeners and to everyone else out there who just has this itch that they want to feel better on the inside out. I'm so glad you joined us. I'm Angie Miller and we'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.